Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Oilers Now. It's 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer in Ice District at Rogers Place in a somewhat frigid eighth-floor location. Uh, I got the cold air blown in, making sure the ice is good. Uh, this is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Momentarily, we'll head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it. As, uh, we are going to be joined by our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, that's W-I-L-H-A-U-K. UK Today, Wilhock Beef Jerky with three locations in the Edmonton and surrounding area. I've had the privilege of probably interviewing our next guest five or six times over uh, the course of the last, well, I'd say 15 years. And we welcome back to the show the general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes, who also spent uh, years working alongside Ken Holland. Uh, we welcome back Don Waddell. Don, it's Bob. How you doing? Bob, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for taking time to join us. Uh, you guys have a pretty good team. That's that's the understatement. And I, it's funny, I, 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 I hopped on Cap Friendly today, and I'm like, geez, I wonder what kind of position they're in next season. Oh, they're in a really good position next year. <laughs> so uh, there's, there's some pretty interesting things happening in your organization. You got one of the best analytics guys. Uh, Eric Kolsky will get to that just in terms of maybe – and not that you're going to give away the Cadbury secret, but how important that is to the decision-making process. I guess the opening question I have for you is, uh, you know, where you've had some decent playoff runs. You want to take that next step. It's early yet to judge, but what are you seeing out of your group to start the season? Well, you know, we, we added probably five or six uh, new players, uh, particularly on the veteran side, to our group, you know, last year. Uh, you know, we played uh, the first round, went seven games, beat Boston in seven, and lost the Rangers in seven. And, you know, we just felt that as our hockey club continues to get better, you know, we, we focus on a lot of our young players, and they continue to get that playoff experience. But we wanted to add some veteran uh, leadership. And what, what I really like about it is the guys that we added, uh, you know, Brett Burns and Patch Reddy, unfortunately got hurt. You know, I traded for those guys on Wednesday, and they were both here on Friday getting houses. Uh, and relocated immediately, so you could tell that they were they had bought all in and wanted to be part of this group. So I think you know it, it starts with our head coach, Rod Brendamore, who uh, I think does a phenomenal job, and you know it's uh, great for a general manager because Rod's only purpose in life right now is to coach his hockey team and not worry about anything else. And uh, he prepares the guys each and every night to uh, take that next step. So we, we feel like with the veterans we've added that, that we're in pretty good shape. Obviously, uh, like every organization, injuries always play a factor. And, you know, we lost Patch right off the start and enabled us to sign Stastny. Um, so we think we're in pretty good uh, spot there going forward. Well, you mentioned injuries, and that played a factor in the playoffs last year. Freddie Anderson, who's got unbelievable numbers against Edmonton. I mean, he's 17-1-2 in his career, 928 save percentage. Unique situation in goal because both guys' contracts are up, but you're going to have over $30 million in cap space. So <laughs> I don't think it's going to be an issue to retain them. Uh, yeah. it, it's I mean, as much as, you know, Brendan Moore has this puck pressure pursuit style of approach, 
the game is still largely built on defense, and right now you've got the number one defensive team in the league. Uh, I'd argue your top 40 is as good as anybody's, Don. I mean, that's a pr- if you got strength down the middle, strength down the spine, usually you got a great chance to succeed in the NHL, don't you? Yeah, no, and I appreciate that. And uh, the one thing on Freddie, I'll just mention. I think he said he's seventeen one and two. Let's hope he's eighteen one and two after tonight. But uh, I know the Oilers don't want to hear that. Uh, but you're right. You know, you know, when you're led by your your goaltending out and our top four defensemen. You know, Jacob Slavin plays. He's been here and he's been an All Star. But I truly believe if he was in a high media market and and not taking a shot at our media, but it's much different. Uh, he would get a lot more talk about the Norris Trophy. He's that good. You know, I've been around a lot of the good defensemen over the years, and he's he's one of the best I've seen. So, um, and then when you go up the middle with Stahl and Aho and uh, KK's coming along, you know, we, we feel like we're in pretty good shape. But again, you know, you, you need everything to go well for you. You know, you guys have seen it there when you have some injuries, particularly in goal. It's always tough to. Uh, tough to get it back going and you know if we can stay injury free I think we got a pretty good shot at being a pretty good team this year yeah you you mentioned Slavin and the other guy that's underrated and uh, you know Jerry Johansson's based here in Edmonton and we know the whole situation with with Ajo and the Canadians and then you guys ultimately you got Ajo done and then you know chose the uh, unique path you did on uh, you know getting Cockney but I'd argue that Sebastian Ajo might be the most underrated star player in the league yeah, no, he he does everything for us. Uh, you know, he plays power play, kills penalties, and you know the one thing about Aho, he he he's a gamer. He shows up every single day uh, for practice as it is a game. He's he's. It doesn't matter what you're doing. They guys play ping pong and they play different things. He wants to win at it, and you see that competitiveness on the ice when he takes the ice every night. He's gonna not worry about the game. He's gonna worry about winning each shift, and as long as he continues to do that, we're gonna be. In pretty good uh, spot. We're joined by Carolina General Manager Don Waddell, Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. All right, uh, I, I think we're seeing with Edmonton as the team's improved that their procurement of potential UFAs is better. Does Carolina have an advantage? Because even though it might not be the most, uh, you know, hockey-crazed uh, media market, obviously NCAA, you know, ACC basketball is a big deal there. There's been a bit of a resurgence uh, on the football front as well with a couple of the programs that, that are down there. Um, but the reality of the situation is uh, I think the state tax in North Carolina is, I think off the top of my head, about 5%. Uh, so it's not a complete, you know, freebie worth no state tax. But I, I don't recall Carolina struggling on the free agency front. So are there certain advantages there with the Hurricanes, do you think? Well, I think you, you play all those things into a factor. Cost of living here, we're still very uh, reasonable for a big city. Uh, you know, and the guys can live a, a, a normal life. And uh, what I mean, you know, players do want to have some time away from the rink where they can have dinner and, and go do their thing and, and not worry about uh, always have to sign autographs. Not that that's a bad thing, of course, because we encourage it, but uh, it's a very easy city. You know, we all live 10 minutes from the rink. We all live 10 minutes from our practice rink. We all live 10 minutes from the airport. Uh, you know, I, I always tell the story. I live eight miles away. It takes me 10 minutes at four o'clock in the morning to get home. If I go home at rush hour, it takes me 13 minutes. So it's, uh, it's a easy transition for people moving here. Very Southern welcoming. Our, our fans have been tremendous. And, uh, 
you know, our state taxes right around 5% is going to drop to 3% in 2024, which, you know, when you're, you're talking the money these guys are making, you know, every point matters. So when you add all the things together, and then, uh, you know, I truly believe how we treat the players, you know, it's changed since Tom Dunn bought the team back in 2018. You know, we invested a lot of money, we built a new practice facility, um, and, and you give my coach a lot of credit. Players want to play for my coach. So you add all those things and throw them up in the air. We've been pretty fortunate in the free agent market. I want to ask you about a couple of players that the Oilers liked in their respective draft years, but Carolina was in the preferred position to land them, uh, and that is uh, Martin Hs uh, in the 2017 draft and Seth Jarvis out of Portland Winterhawks uh, back in 2020. These guys are in your top six right now. Uh, pretty exciting players that can do different things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Marty uh, Natchez had uh, a really good year two years ago. Some people call it a down year last year with whatever he had, 48 points or whatever. Uh, you know, was, we've seen it before. Uh, the sophomore years are uh, sometimes the toughest years over the first year. So we, we truly believe in him. We got a you know, contract done this summer for a couple of years, and uh, we, we believe in his player. I think he's got... Uh, uh, high uh, marks that coming going forward because of his skill level. He can skate. He's one of the players that can beat players one-on-one. It's not too many guys in the league. You have a few of them on your team that can do that, but he's one guy that can do that. You know, Jarvis is, is you know, again, I, I just mentioned the ownership. You know, we bought that draft pick from Toronto. That was Toronto's draft pick yep. uh, by taking a contract that, you know, it cost us $4 million. But, you know, when I presented it to our owner, Tom Dunnan, he, he absolutely said, yeah, let's do it. And that's the only way we're going to be able to get that kind of pick. So, and, you know, and then Toronto obviously uh, struggled a little bit that year. And so we ended up with uh, Jarvis, who had a tremendous first year, was probably one of our best players in the playoffs until he got hurt. And we see him coming back this year, and he came back, and he's right back at it. And I don't think there's going to be any sophomore uh, hex on him. I think he's going to have a big year for us again. Well, uh, another Jerry Johansson guy. Uh, yeah. Sports yeah. Corporation. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to switch. I, I think he's with Jason Davidson. You can correct me if I'm wrong, and Ethan Bear. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he is uh, a scratch. I mean, you're deep. You're really deep. You got five right shot guys. I'd argue you kind of got gifted Coughlin as part of the, you know, taking on a contract with Pacioretty, who, as you mentioned, is out for a while. Uh, what, what's the situation? Uh, you know, Ethan's name was out there in the, in the off season a bit. Where are we at right now here? Because obviously this is a player that uh, fans in Edmonton had a lot of time for. The trade was the trade. It wasn't an overly popular trade here in oil country because of Ethan's popularity for Warren Fogle. But maybe give us a bit of an update on where Ethan's at. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I go back to last year. He started off the first part of the year playing with Jacob Slavin. It was tremendous. Then he got COVID, and then he came back, played a few games, and got hurt and missed most in and out of the lineup the rest of the year. And came into training camp this year knowing that he's fighting for a job. And, you know, right now, you know, the, the, my coach, I, I, I always say this, I don't tell my coach who to play. My coach wants to win hockey games, and he feels that right now the guys he's playing ahead of Ethan uh, give us that better chance. It doesn't take anything away from what Ethan is as a player, and you know I get calls about him uh, quite often uh, to see what we're going to do with him. So, uh, you know, for us having that depth right now, because all it takes is one injury, or you know, we're fortunate we've only played three games and we've won them all. Uh, you know, you, you go through a little losing streak or something. You know, coaches want to try new players, so it's a luxury we have right now. And I know Ethan's getting uh, frustrated because he, he wants to play hockey. He's worked hard to put himself 
back in a situation that he uh, will get that opportunity at some point. It's just a matter of when. All right. Uh, one specific question on how you guys do business. I mentioned analytics, um, and you probably don't want to say too much, but it is definitely a factor in how you guys operate, isn't it? Well, it is, and I can't say too much because I'm still learning the whole analytic world. You know, I'm an, I'm an old guy from the old school. But, you know, when Tom bought the team, and it started before Tom bought the team, uh, Eric Talski put together a great group of people here. And, you know, we got off uh, the, the, the scouting system that everybody else in the league pretty much is on, and we wrote our own programs. And, you know, we have two uh, programmers that that's all they do all day long is try to figure out how, what's the next program they're going to write with all the new stats with the you know the uh, puck tracing and all that going on out there measuring players individual speed with the jerseys uh, um, you know it, it, so we're always trying to be advanced of what we're doing uh, to help us make decisions and you know I've said all along you know analytics can't drive your decision but they can support your decision for sure it's just like you know, your your scouts give you your opinion. You know, analytics will, will show you what they say about a player. And at the end of the day, you know, somebody's got to sit there and make that decision. But I think, uh, you know, analytics is, we all talk about it. It's it's getting there. It's, uh, I, I feel like we're in pretty good shape, but we're always looking for that next thing that we can take advantage of. So, you know, we're, we're investing a lot of money into it, and uh, we'll continue to invest into it as long as we continue to see results from it. Well, uh, the orders have had results since Ken Holland came aboard as general manager. They've been uh, 12th, uh, 11th, and 11th the last three years. Went three rounds in the playoffs last year. Uh, didn't have a lot of cap space to do so. Still don't actually have a lot of cap space right now. Might have a little bit free up next year. Ken has placed a priority on, uh, some would say, overpercolating or slow-playing prospect development. Now, I often think it has to do with where you draft on. Like, there's a big difference between a top three pick. Those guys usually can play right away, and guys drafted later in the first round. But you worked with Ken for a number of years. Can you maybe speak to that experience and, uh, and you know, and, and, and how he helped you in your journey here in hockey? Well, certainly, uh, I don't think Ken overlooks, overvalues his prospects because, uh, you know, in Detroit there, they had they had it going, and, and every year they didn't rush their prospects. They uh, let their prospects play in the AHL until they felt they're not yeah. just ready to play in the NHL, but to be impact players in the NHL. And there's a lot of guys that came through the system before they came to the NHL. Once they got to the NHL, they're ready. So I think there's a lot of value to put on the, the young players. And as you said, where you're drafted also makes a big difference. But you know, you look at some of their top picks. You know, that that's what you go by, and they've done pretty well with that. And you know, bringing these kids into the the league when they're 18, 19 years old. You know, instead of uh, you know, we forget that that the, the, there's a lot of first round picks that Edmonton's got that jumped right on their team. Uh, so. I think Ken, you know, I think he's one of the smartest guys uh, in hockey as far as putting teams together, and that's one thing I did learn from him. You know, how to make it all work, and and we're all dealing with the cap world now, where you know it takes a little bit of uh, out of the box thinking, and and I think Ken uh, obviously uh, has the right mindset to make that happen. Uh, and one of his thought processes is he wants the Oilers to be competitive and, and have a chance to have swings year after year. You guys are maybe a year or two ahead of Edmonton in that process, but you're kind of in the same spot where the general consensus is you're a top-four team in the Eastern Conference all day, and it really is about getting those chances after a year-on-year basis for a number of years, isn't it? 
No, for sure. And, and you know, the, you don't want to be a team that you know goes one and done. You know, if you look at some of the great runs that some of these teams had, I mentioned Detroit and you know Chicago winning their cups back to back, and you know L.A. and you know you, you want to be able when you put a team together, uh, you want to be able to have a, a long ride, and that that's what we really feel like we got going for us because you know you to look at our Jarvis's and Shvetchenkov and Nikesh and Nietzsche's and uh, Aho. These guys were all not even in their prime yet, and we supplement them with the stalls and now Petretti, Burns, Stastny. Uh, we think this is the kind of recipe that can lead you for success, not only short-term but long-term also. Don, we appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us again on Oilers Now. And Bob, anytime. Thanks Enjoy a lot. That, you bet. Yeah. Uh, that is Don Waddell. He is the general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes. He's our Oilers now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W I L H A U K today. And it's interesting. Uh, Philip Broberg was Ken Holland's first first round pick and uh, still has not appeared in any games uh, in the minors yet for Bakersfield. Possible that he picked up a little bit of a tweak. I think. Uh, the writing's on the wall on that front, and we'll have to, I mean, if he hasn't played down there and he's not up with the team right now, we'll, we'll monitor that a little bit. Uh, the Oilers uh, got Holloway 14th the, uh, in 2020, and he uh, has obviously played the, the three games this season, not available tonight after, uh, you know, taking a, a shot to the face on a step-up hit from Labushkin, who's out of the lineup for the uh Buffalo Sabres as well tonight there in Calgary. Uh, Xavier Borgo picked up his first pro point last night, an assist in Bakersfield's 4-3 victory in Henderson against Manny Viveros and uh, the Golden Knights farm team. And Reed Schaefer, we've already discussed, is having a wonderful season. So that's four number ones for the Oilers that are coming, but those guys, again, are picks sort of eight and beyond. And and usually, like, if you're a top three pick in the NHL, you often have a chance to make an immediate impact. If you're a number one pick, you're almost a stone-cold mortar lock to play right away. And it's going to be interesting to watch the progression and growth of uh, the orders. And I, you know, for some reason, I just have a sense that Edmonton and Carolina are sort of linked. Not just to 2006, but they might be linked again. There's a lot of crossover between... Um, maybe how some of the people see the two respective organizations. And, of course, when you have a scenario in which Don Waddell worked for Ken Holland, maybe that makes a little bit of sense. All right, Japanese Village in Edmonton's uh, favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today. Multiple locations in Edmonton. You can visit jvedmonton.ca for more uh, information. Don and his staff at Japanese Village, they will take care of you. When we come back... It'll be about 127, and we're going to get into Oilers Now trivia for Ming Shine. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Talked about the fact Holloway out day-to-day upper body challenge. Uh, maybe we'll get a little bit of clarity here uh, with Broberg, but sounds like a uh, short-term situation's kept him out of the lineup down in Bakersfield as well. That's your Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown, injury lawyers, unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Uh, Trent Brown's a big fan of Evander Keane. 
Kane uh, hitting the ice for an optional today. I was a little bit surprised to see that. It's trying to get her going offensively. All right, without further ado, we are going to go to Oilers Now Game Day Trivia. It's brought to you on game days by Ming Shine. Keep your vehicle looking and feeling brand new with a new vehicle protection package. Book now at mingshine.com. Up for grabs, a $50 GC to be deployed at Ming Shine and bragging rights. Here we go. Uh, you got to text the correct answer to 780-496-0063. Derek Scott has the privilege of filtering through uh, the text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line for the right answer. So Edmonton and Calgary, or Edmonton and Colorado playing in the 2006 Stanley Cup Final. In the actual series, Fernando Pisani and Alex Hemsky both had six points in the seven games. Fernando had five goals. Which Oilers defenseman? had the most points in the Stanley Cup final series between Edmonton and Carolina. Which defenseman finished with the most points uh, by a defenseman in that uh, he, he tied with a guy on Carolina? Uh, he had five points. There's uh, a little bit of a connection between the two defensemen uh, for Carolina and Edmonton. And I'm going to give you a huge hint. It's not Chris Pronger because you're going to think, hey, Chris Pronger. He had four points in the series, but this guy had five. Very underrated, stealth-like pickup by Edmonton Oilers' general manager, Kevin Lowe. So there's your hint. You'll surely have it by now as a result of that. 129 and Edmonton off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, we'll give you the uh, correct answer. For game day trivia with Ming Shine, and we'll bring aboard John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. This is Oilers Now.